I have to start this with something I find extremely annoying. Why is James Harden still in the NBA? The dude sucks fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is off the rip. Here comes Doug. I am that Doug. More... Doug and Tug. We're the big dudes in the trenches. James Harden, get off the fucking court. <laughs> that is a more surprising sport. Yeah, that so. <laughs> That's my point. That's a more surprising start than you talking about Formula One on Monday, because like everybody enjoys Formula One. Like that one's not completely you know out in left field. Boy, I feel like more and more people are getting fed up with the NBA's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 like James Harden's still playing. Apparently, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Here's the thing: I haven't watched a single NBA game, like an entire NBA game, since 2016. Um. I turned on the TV and it, the channel it was on was NBA basketball. I watched James Harden, James Harden, brick two shots and throw the ball out of bounds on a pass. And then I had to get away. I had to escape. The shit is awful. Oh my gosh. I was like, Doug, there's Louisville is on. I have it on my TV. I know it's 14, nothing and a half. It's yeah. great. Go cards. Unfortunately, with a blocked punt touchdown, go. I am I'm obligated by fandom to watch this disgusting mess of a game that's taking place in Chicago right now, where they're not playing on AstroTurf. Speaking of which, uh, alternatively, you could watch uh, Southern Miss (laughs) take on. The raging Cajuns. He told you, dude. It was in a contract he signed, like before he was born. You yeah, can't but go he's back all, on that. See, obligated so far since he is his son. So here's Brett here's Favre the funny thing. thing. Everybody in Chicago is Brett Favre's and Aaron Rodgers' son. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I was not a Bears fan as a child. I got sucked in by the greatest show on turf, and then when that team started to fall apart, I went back to my birthright of misery. And I've been there ever since. <laughs> yeah, you always fall for the ones who suck you. Look, the so. only thing that we know for sure is that as a Bears fan, you're entitled to Caleb Williams next year. It's going to happen as much as you have made it known on this podcast that that would not please you. You know, as much as uh, as much as he's talked about wanting ownership and some of the other bullshit with him uh i wouldn't be surprised if he just decides to stay in in college because he don't want to go to the team as bad as fucking chicago i promise you that if he wants to own chicago he's better off just going to green bay he's better off running for office since the government owns the city anyway as they control it via is he is he that corrupt yeah is he corrupt enough to run it though i think that's Here's the, what i think's going to happen well if he's saying he wants bears are going to be run by Jim Harbaugh and Caleb Williams for the next 20 years. I would be impressed if Jim Harbaugh is able to get another job in coaching ever again. And, and Buck, to answer your question of if is he corrupt enough, if he's already demanding part ownership of a team and he's not even drafted, yes. I'm going to go with yes. Uh, you could get anything See, from that dude with money. He's also just an idiot. So, I mean, that's that could be the answer. To that More too. in the line, too. He's corrupt. Like... <laughs> All right, this now, shit's I, unhinged as hell. We is have it corruptible to... <laughs> if you're just not smart enough to know what the fuck's going on? Like, I don't yes. know. I don't know. Ignorance I feel like that's no just excuse. ignorance. I feel like it is for this. <laughs> we're we're not trying him. 
So, so there are games that are. <laughs> what a great podcast! So this is this is the week eleven. Oh, are we done already? Are we saying wow? <laughs> What a great podcast are you? It's over. Yeah, it's links, links, links. You get the links at the end if we commit. If we make it to the end, I don't even know if we're gonna get started. Oh, this isn't the All end. Right. Yeah. If we... What a God, I, I missed you guys. What, this what is what a fun. time. It's only been a few days, but I missed you guys. So here's how we do the previews is... and what we talk about for the reviews, it's what we've been doing the entire season. If you don't know by now, it means you're watching for the first time. So welcome. And welcome. <laughs> this is the Big Dudes in the Trenches. And we talk about all kinds of games every week across all of Division One of college football. Ranked versus ranked matchups and rivalry matchups and some more games just because we feel like it. And then on the review shows, we had even more games to talk about because college football is the greatest sport ever invented in the history of inventing things. And if you stick around long enough, we're going to start the show with some random stuff about some other random sport. Who knows? Probably eventually. literally make up what I'm going to talk about as we have the music playing that we're about to go live. I actually believe you on that one. (laughs) It's it's very true. Good, because Uh, that's what legitimately (laughs) happens. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get started with the midweek action that was taking place earlier this week that we had to pick on Monday night. Uh, this is Thursday as we're live on Twitch and on YouTube. Go check us out there. It's the best place to catch the show. You- if you're listening after the fact, uh, what are you doing? Go catch us live somewhere. It's way better. You you can never predict the Mac. That's the only thing I know out of this. Every game is wild. And sometimes yeah, you get they blue appeared balls separately. Back. Oh my God, this was great. <laughs> so uh, we all picked Northern Illinois to reclaim the bronze stock, but Ball State held on and we got blue balled. We, we caught those fucking <laughs> dodgeballs in the face. That's what happened. The left one is slightly larger and lower for the record. <laughs> As is tradition. As it should be. <laughs> Next they were up. red initially, and I just said, no, that's not that's not right. That's not what happened. <laughs> 20 to 17, though, it was a really fun game all throughout, uh, if you're into that sort of thing, as we are around here. Blue balls. Uh, <laughs> not that, damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, that clearly doesn't apply to bug here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, next up. Uh, Central Michigan at Western Michigan. Uh, we had talked about it on Monday's show as being the second leg of the Michigan Mac Trophy. Potential for Western Michigan to take it over. Uh, Wes in the chat kindly reminded us it is also the Victory Cannon. I have it on the slides this time because, yes, the Victory Cannon is cool. Because we and take your feedback and we actually implement it. I was the only one to pick the Broncos because y'all didn't have faith. And look, I thought I used trophies. Look, I was afraid because I thought I had used all my faith in them earlier this year against Eastern Michigan. But apparently the only two teams Michigan or Western Michigan can really play against is Central and Eastern. Um, But now it it is official, at least in the 2023 college football season, Western Michigan is the Western Michigan. 
<laughs> it's, it's been How long have field. you been sitting on that? A literally three seconds. <laughs> He's on one. Oh of my god, this show is unhinged. I love it. Last night, Bowling Green at Kent State. We all picked the Falcons to win the anniversary award and extend their winning streak and claim bowl eligibility, which they did all those things. 49 to 14. I turned this game on at the start for the first, I don't know, two drives. It looks like it looked like Kent State was going to win this game. Uh, they were playing great defense. The offense was moving the ball. They stopped doing both of those things after that, and Bowling Green kicked their asses. Unfortunately for, for Kent State, there are more than just two drives in football. In fact, there's four whole quarters. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Who came up with those rules? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And guys got all kinds of sacks and stuff, too. Not not Kent State. Kent State did not come up with those rules. Or come up with the sacks. (laughs) Oh, man. So these games have been added to our overall records already, which you can see here. I do have a Doug's making up ground for last week. A pretty comfortable 20-game lead over Bug, 24-point lead over Bug because of the bonuses. And I have like a a 7.5-point lead over Tug. I'm cool with this. Let's let's continue the greatness, the dynasty that I will inevitably lose in bowl season even though I'm up by 24. You're not going to lose it. That's the problem. I, I, I haven't been able to keep you close enough. It's it feels inevitable. You are Thanos. <laughs> we have discussed this. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's, <laughs> we have to. Next up, the ranked versus ranked matchups of week eleven, starting us off at noon Eastern on ESPN Plus. A lot of games this week on weekend that we're gonna be talking about are on ESPN Plus. Uh, this first one is no exception to that. South Dakota State at Youngstown State. One of three ranked versus ranked matchups in all of the FCS. All three of them are in the Missouri Valley. And we're going to start us off here with all of us taking the Jackrabbits. Yeah, it, and this scares me at least just a little bit because this very well has the makings of a trap game. Youngstown State has played very well at home this year. Uh, South Dakota State has not looked like the same team on the road. They're still a good team. I'm not saying that, but they're they're definitely lacking something this year on the road uh, versus when they play at home. Um, This has the makings of a trap game. I do think South Dakota state just out talents Youngstown state on just about every uh, position, every side of the ball. I'm still taking the Jackrabbits, but this, I could see a path for Youngstown state here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got into the the slides first once we got all of our games and stuff nailed down and, I went and threw South Dakota State on for everybody, and I didn't even look at who they were playing. I was like, "Oh, we're taking South Dakota State." <laughs> uh, so, legitimately, you know, bat, you know, I'll, I'll raise my hand. This is bad on me. I didn't realize they were playing Youngstown State. I agree with everything you just said, Tug. Uh, aside from the the trap game piece, uh, but I I do think if they're this this is probably the second most likely game for them to lose after and i say that after they just played north dakota state right they just had a big rivalry game and that's always a tough one but 
we talk about South Dakota State not looking good on the road. North Dakota State just has not looked like the North Dakota State North we've State. all come to know yeah. uh, this year at all. So uh, I, I would say this is another this is another game that's primed to uh, to potentially be an upset. Yeah, I agree with the sentiment there. I don't agree with the result that you're spitting, Bug. Uh, Youngstown State is not going to win this game. I don't it think is, so either. It is, I, it is what it is. I I have no <laughs> issue taking South Dakota okay. State, and I'm All not right. I'm not even suggesting anybody should change it. Um, no, I just see the path. That for me, that's where it is. Is I can see the path for for Youngstown State. Yeah, I don't even know that I see this as a trap game. Like Youngstown State is a respected team, especially this season. All throughout the entirety of the season, the off season, even people were talking about them as a potential like bottom end of the playoff team. Yep. That seems to be exactly where they're at. The Jackrabbits are not going to overlook them. I don't see that happen. But next up, we head down to the Big Ten. Number three, Michigan at number 10, Penn State, also at noon Eastern on Fox. Uh, I would personally love for Penn State to win this game. I am picking Michigan to win this game because – if they win, I get a point. If they lose, I'm very happy. Okay, so so hear me out here. Uh, one, Penn State's at home. Two, they're a really good team. But three, we have all this stuff about Michigan stealing signs from all these teams. All the Big Ten opponents have caught them. Penn State is a good enough and smart enough program. I'm going to go ahead and say they've changed their signs for this week just to fuck with Michigan. And I think that's going to propel them just enough to keep this game close. And if Penn State can keep it close late in the game, I have Penn State taking this one. I just don't know if Penn State's good enough to to beat them, even even with you know coming having the signs changing and all. Like there's there's no doubt in my mind that since this has come out, that every team is intentionally yeah. changing their signs before they play Michigan. Yep. Um. I just I don't know. It's tough too because going year to year, right? Like you can't. It, it's tough. It's tough to do in college. But I feel like Michigan's just been better than them in general, and I think they are again this year. What is strange to me about this Penn State team, and the reason I'm actually relatively confident in picking the Wolverines here, is the disappearance of their run game over in Penn State. Last year, they had two 1,000-yard rushers, both freshmen. This year, as sophomores, they don't look as good. I don't understand what happened. The offensive line is not worse than it was last year. If anything, it was a surprise that their star left tackle came back, and they should be more experienced, better at the offensive line. And they're just not producing on that side of the ball. I expect that the collection of talent up in the state up north is just going to be too much. It, like I said, I, this is one where I can see it for both teams. I'm also tired of Michigan winning games. If Michigan wins this game, I will gladly eat this loss, but I also want the bonus if they, if Penn State pulls it out here. So I'm, I'm going to take the upside here. I mean, I would be glad for you to eat an L as well. Uh, <laughs> you'd also be glad if I was right. <laughs> it's a exactly. it's a win win for Doug. exactly like he can't lose here. 
Next up, the Sitting Bull Trophy game. Number 10, North Dakota at number 6, South Dakota. This one is on ESPN Plus at 1 p.m. Eastern. I think, at least for me, I'm siding with the stronger defense in South Dakota. Um, the stronger, what's y'all's reasoning? The stronger defense at home. North Dakota looks, I mean, they've yeah. looked great all season. Um, but I still think, man, I can't really say that to every team that comes up that there's a tier gap. But I really want to say there's a tier gap again. Um, I don't know. I, I do like the stronger defense at home. I like the way the Coyotes have looked. We'll stick with them. I just love people in the comments throwing shade about you actually thinking that Michigan is worse than Penn State and that Penn State's a better team. That that makes me happy. Uh, it's you know, crazy, one, Frog. Does it count? Yes. One thing that I have brought up a lot, really, uh, or at least I think it's a lot, is that there's – these domes, especially in the FCS, seem like they have a much bigger, more impactful atmosphere yep. than probably any other stadium in college football. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I put that up against the Swamp, Death Valley, to take your pick which one, right? Uh, I put it up against some of these these coliseums of football, and I, I got to give South Dakota a little bit of an edge there. Coming off a big win at Southern Illinois, coming into this one, a rivalry matchup, that – I think they're ready and they're going to take this one. I'll, I wouldn't say easily, but this is going to be a huge game for them. Bug confirms what we all know is true. Getting Dome at home is the best. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> sure. Nothing yeah. to add there. Sure. Next yep. up, <laughs> third and final ranked matchup in the FCS this weekend. Number 11, Southern Illinois at number 12, North Dakota State. The Bison are coming off of a rivalry loss to South Dakota State. Southern Illinois is coming off of a couple of tough losses here in the Missouri Valley as of late. Uh, one of those to South Dakota State as well. So The other to South Dakota. <laughs> right. Uh, this feels like a much more even game than it's been in recent memory. I am excited to see what the Salukis can do. I know it's at North Dakota State. I just... I don't know. But It'd be fun. I, I was going to say, Buck, what'd you just say about domes in the FCS? Yep. And then you got one of the biggest domes in the Fargo Dome. That place gets rocking. It's not even funny. Uh, I will take North Dakota State here coming off the rivalry loss. They want to correct the course. Uh, the Salukis are going to put up a good fight. This is not going to be an easy game. Uh, in fact, I'd probably go as far as say the Salukis are probably the better on paper team this year anyway. Uh, but I think there's just a lot more for North Dakota State to fight for here at this moment. Uh, so I'm going to go with North Dakota State at home. The last time SIU was in a situation like this where they were playing for their playoff lives uh, with you know games in the season still left to go, uh, it was against Cole Kelly and Southeastern Louisiana in that spring season in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think – Nick Hill is the guy that you want coaching your team when you're back against the wall, and I do think he's going to be able to get SIU ready for this game and get them in that playoff mindset. They have to win out, and it starts with a very good opponent and a very tough place to play, but I think he's going to have them ready. It's also the second week in a row. SIU is a one difference in the seed, like the two seeds 
in the ranked matchup are next to each mm-hmm. other. I think mm-hmm. last week it was nine and ten, and this week it's eleven twelve. I love it. The return of Big Dick Nick. Let's go, <laughs> Nick. Nine inches. Yeah. <laughs> next up, heading over to the Pac-12, number eighteen, Utah at number five, Washington. We are all picking the Huskies. Have the Huskies clinched their uh, Pac-12 championship berth yet, or is that based no. on this game? Uh, probably based on this game. If they win this game, they they lock it. I would believe so. I can't think of a scenario where that wouldn't be true. So, I mean, they're six and zero in conference right now. It has to be true. I mean, yeah, with like three games remaining. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't help but think maybe we're making a mistake. But at the same time, I think Utah is they've they've exhausted everything that they had. Uh, and what's left is a team that's not, I mean, let's face it. This team is not what everybody was hoping and thought they would be to start the year. And they're really starting to look like backups. Well, because they are, and that's okay. Like, right, right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it should be a, a, a surprise. I'm not saying that these guys are starters or should have been starters. I'm saying, that's just yeah. the, the hand they've been dealt. And it's, what, they the fact that they played as well as they did at the start of the year says a lot about the coaching there. Yep. And it says a lot about the future of the program, too. What scares me about this game and us going with all Washington is Utah is just one of those teams. Uh, you never know which way it's going to go. It never makes sense. Um, at least this year, that's, that's how they are. So that's what scares me about this game. But I'm still going to take the Huskies at home. I do want to shout out Virginia real quick before we move on. Uh, they just hit a 69 yard pass. Nice. nice. <laughs> All right. Moving on here. Tennessee at Missouri, number 13 at number 14 here in the SEC on CBS. And Bug taking the unconventional route like I tried to do not that long ago. <laughs> What are you thinking taking Memphis in this matchup where Memphis is not playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I've had a couple opportunities to to throw this in here, but this one was probably the best one I was going to get. Look, <laughs> uh, Memphis is playing Charlotte, and of all the teams that were added to the American Athletic Conference, I think Charlotte has gone and had this weird uh, – I thought they would be better, and they've been the one that's kind of disappointed me the most. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing Memphis do work in Charlotte. Uh, this program has been building, but it's just they. I think they might have gone to a bigger and better conference a little bit too early. So it, it is unfortunate for the 49ers. Um, and you, you know, you it don't makes believe in Biff Pogey? No, it's a beautiful name, and I I think he will get there. He was able to, you know, help this program build from what they were. They were FCS not too terribly long ago, uh, and he had them looking respectable last year. Just the the level of opponents that they're playing now in the American, I, maybe he wasn't ready for. Maybe the the program wasn't ready for. But I think he'll get them there. I I, I have faith that he will get the 49ers there. It's just this is going to be Memphis's win, and I guess I'm taking. I guess you know I'm taking Memphis, the Tigers, the team with the M, the team with the Tigers. You know I'm not taking Tennessee, so I guess you can count this as a pick for Missouri. I yeah, like enough. what 
I like what Missouri's been doing this year. I actually think they're a really good team. Uh, they're better than I had expected. I know they're ranked because the, they're in the SEC, and it just means more. Um, but I, I, I especially like Missouri at home here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Missouri. Yeah, and I believe that Missouri is slightly overrated, uh, as is Georgia with how close they played them. Uh, and I think Tennessee is just a little bit better than that. I know that's, that might sound crazy right now. We will see if that holds true when Tennessee and Georgia meet later. Uh, looking forward that, to that. That the third Saturday in November? Probably. <laughs> uh <laughs> But I, I actually like what Tennessee's offense has been putting together here recently, and it feels like Missouri's offense has been falling basically ever since week three. So that's, that's kind of what I'm banking on. Hold on. Let me, let me ask something real quick. Sure. If – and I'll let you guys decide because I do firmly believe this. The north end zone – is like cursed for Mizzou. So, okay. if they are, if they go towards the north end zone in the first quarter, they will go that way in the third quarter, correct? Yeah. If they go towards the north end zone in the first quarter, I'll take Mizzou. They won't have to finish the game going that direction. But if they go towards the south end zone, meaning they'll have the north end zone for the fourth quarter, I'm taking Tennessee, if you will allow it. You know what this means? A conditional pick of sorts. No, it means you have to watch this game. <laughs> I only have to watch watch the one first play, play. <laughs> one play of the fourth quarter or first quarter, first quarter. Well, either one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one play All of right. any of the quarters, and we'll have this figured out. <laughs> the fact that it's forcing you to tune in to two of your least favorite teams of all time, I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> you know the fucked up thing? I could have gotten free tickets to this game, but I saw that email and sent it straight to my delete folder. Like, I, I, I read – I didn't even open it. I saw Missouri, Tennessee tickets, and I said, fuck Unreal. this. <laughs> you didn't forward it to me. What is wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> You're going to Marshall this weekend. You were already – I would have changed plans. <laughs> It can happen. All right, next up, we're talking about Ole Miss at Georgia. Another SEC game down here, uh, number 10 at number two. I'm looking yeah. for every reason to pick against Georgia. I just will not right. do it at home. Pretty much. That's if, – if this were in Ole Miss, I'm taking Ole Miss. Um, it's not, so I can't. We do have the added off-field distraction – of a $40 million lawsuit against Lane Kiffin going on right now, uh, which is, I don't know, Lane Not Kiffin. Surprising. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they knew this would happen. Like <laughs> so I'm I'm just I'm taking Georgia. It's the safe pick. I'm aware. That's fair. <laughs> Move it. All right, moving right along to the rivalry games. We only have one of these on Friday night, uh, which is the Safeway Bowl, North Texas at SMU. Now, the mean green looked pretty mean and pretty green last year, but have looked significantly less mean and 
I don't know, equally green this year. Uh, <laughs> but SMU is playing very well, especially when they got into conference play, as SMU tends to do. They might very well fall off in the month of November, as they also tend to do. But we're all picking the Mustangs here in the Safeway Bowl. How much did Safeway pay for naming rights to this one rivalry game? I would say at least a dollar. That probably fair. I probably can't enough that. that SMU gets a little bit of relief for paying their way into the Big Twelve. <laughs> Ooh, uh, ACC. ACC. Who fucking cares? They, they, they didn't even get in the one that they belong in. Yeah, they literally bought their way in <laughs> because they are a private university and can. So they didn't just buy their way in; they took it out on credit too. Hey, man, we'll pay this off over nine years <laughs> and take no money from you. Yep. Mm, what a what a decision. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to affect them paying their players. Oh. <laughs> It probably means the death sentence to that program, paying players. <laughs> oh. Ooh, all right. Oh god, that was two on the nose. I gotta gotta work on that one. Anyway, next up here, part two of the big three: Yale at Princeton is this weekend noon on ESPNU. This is on national network television so what what are we going to be protesting at halftime or during the first quarter or at any point during the game what's the the over-under on the protest narwhal lives matter i mean do you want the real answer okay yeah no it's (laughs) going to be free palette it's going to be a free palette yeah we know it's probably but i hope it's narwhals my my money goes on i i now want narwhals i didn't but now i do I'm basically taking the home team here. I'm also taking the team who got a major upset in this rivalry already. That's exactly what my thought was, is, hey, I'm going to take Princeton because Princeton apparently only prepped for the season for these two games. Which, you know, if you're Princeton, I respect it. I'm with it. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) But you're picking Yale, Bug. What are you thinking with this one? They have a better record, probably have a better team. They do. Those are both facts. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, so does Harvard. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. I my my knowledge of the the Ivy League kind of starts and ends with Harvard. And uh yeah. That's about it. They're the only playoff. They've just consistently had a good team and I, I don't know. I think the program there is just better. We'll talk about them in a minute. Consistently since like the 1870s. You are not yeah. wrong. We're yeah. in we're in Ivy League conference place, so therefore there's going to be at least like five rivalry games a week now. Exactly. Yes. We have a couple more on this slide. Before we get to there, Georgia Tech at Clemson, also at noon, this one on ABC, is an even-numbered game for Georgia Tech. That means they will win this game. It is written. <laughs> I, I remember you that. mentioning that. Uh, right, now that you say it, I do too. I'm sticking with Clemson here. Georgia Tech's pulled out some weird stuff, but Clemson's trying to get bowl eligibility here. Uh, Georgia Tech is too. They're both sitting at five and four, but I think I think Clemson just wants a little bit more right now to save a little bit of face. Uh, they're coming out. They're going to play a little bit harder. Yeah, but how sweet would it be to remind people that this rivalry exists than by being this being the week that Georgia Tech reclaims bowl eligibility? 
be funny. <laughs> and we got we got Crazy Frog in the chat too, saying throw me in for Georgia Tech over Clemson. I'm not going to change my Hell pick, yeah. but I do I do like uh, <laughs> I do like the logic here, the, the even number game thing. I'm looking at Clemson though. Dabo Sweeney, I, I, he looks like he's got this team cooking. He's got he he brought them out with a different mindset, different different get after it this past week, and they dominated Notre Dame. I'm I'm interested to see how long he can keep that going and if he can keep it going against Georgia Tech. Wow. Louisville just missed a 35-yard field goal. Nice. <sighs> College they're kickers are going to kick. Not well, but they're going to kick. Yeah, they're going to pound sand after this. All right. Penn at number 24. Harvard is the next Ivy League rivalry we got on. Hey, there's here. that. There's that team. Ooh, we're all hey, going Harvard. to Harvard. Uh, their only loss of the season was to Princeton. Uh, we'll see. Maybe Penn can knock them off too. The Ivy League does weird things to itself. I can yep. we say that? Yep. You know we're we're gonna talk about another Ivy League <laughs> game here next. But I I just had a thought like, what ha- You know, if you get a concussion, like. How fucked are you? Because you, there's no way you're doing your schoolwork. Like you can't, you can't you, think straight. You become the no, no. You get credit for being the study for the medical schools at the Ivy Leagues. Mm. Interesting a thought. Probably, probably true. Or anyway. they force you to transfer to, to another Ivy League, Dartmouth. Uh, <laughs> all of them Speaking send their of Dartmouth. Off, off sheets to Dartmouth. Uh, so this is Cornell at Dartmouth, which is. Another Ivy League rivalry because, of course, there's They all one. hate each other. I, once again, hit my patented method of flipping a coin. And I land on Cornell, and we're going with it. <laughs> Let's go big Yeah, red, when I didn't baby. know what to pick, I just, I, I took Dartmouth. Uh, they've actually had a better season than yeah, I Yeah, you do love the big Ds. No? <laughs> you... You put a big D on the slide. How much you love him? <laughs> he got you there. I'm just saying, he's got you there. I hate you guys. <laughs> we know my Ivy. My Ivy League school spell out PhD. And for that reason, I'm not even going <laughs> to try to back you up because I took Dartmouth too. I, I also there's like no the big backup. This is a coin to toss game, so I took the home team. I mean, okay. Uh, my favorite color is green. That I mean, fair enough. The, yeah, my favorite color are... is chrome. Chrome domes. <laughs> yeah. No. no. I. Let's go. I. Uh, I'm with you though. This is a coin toss game. I like green. Apparently, I like Big D, just because. And John likes Big D too, so it's fine. We're together in this. Well, y'all can love huge D's together. <laughs> D's nuts. <laughs> Got him. All right. Next At up. Least somebody gets to win a game this weekend. That is very true. One of them is required to win because there are no ties in college football anymore. A Wofford at the Citadel Battle of 0-9 teams. Also, the Battle for the Big Dog Trophy. We all know which way Tug is going with this one because he hates the Citadel. This is an established fact. <laughs> I just love that He's we get proven bringing we get to keep bringing again. up senior military academies on the show. It makes me so happy. 
So one of us is going to take Wofford. It's going to be Tug. Uh, I'm going with the Citadel because they're the home team. And also, it's the team that Tug wasn't going to pick. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me why I didn't pick them. You didn't pick them because you can't stand the fact that they exist. We know it. No, I didn't you're, pick you're... them because I had already seen that Bug took the Citadel. So I was like, well, hey, might as well be different. <laughs> you're just a hater. Of the Citadel, it's okay to admit it. It's not okay to be a hater. Who, it's okay to admit take, it. Who would you take in a game between the Citadel and DMI? Would you take Air Force? Would you talk about the Blue Falcons? <laughs> no, I, I'd probably take. Uh, I'd probably take Bro. VM. I'd probably take VMI there. No, there you is. You guys in. can already predict it. There is a game that has a rivalry that we will be talking about. That I will take Air Force, even though they're not in that game. No, I'm gonna make you take the Merchant Marine Academy. <laughs> Fair enough. The Coast Guard Academy. Well, they're Division Two or Division Three. They don't count. <laughs> so is the Grizzlies. So is Marine Academy. Hey, don't tell, right. don't tell, uh, don't tell Tyson Bajan Division Two doesn't count. Exactly, exactly. Uh, he's sucking against the Panthers. I was right just now, gonna he? say he's not <laughs> doing anything to prove me wrong. I mean, it's not like Bryce Young's doing anything to prove to prove that D one's better. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Virginia sucks so bad. Cripple they keep getting fight. down to the red zone and throwing interceptions. All right. Moving, not moving along here. In the red zone? Uh, not usually for a good offense. All right. Next up here <laughs> Tobacco Road. We revisit the Tobacco Road here. NC State at Wake Forest. Uh, I've been taking NC State religiously the past several times that we've had an NC State game. I didn't feel like taking them this time. So I took Wake Forest. That's legitimately my reasoning for this. I had enough of picking NC State to win games. So so here's my thought here. Based on everything you've told me this year, this game is on the CW. Which means it's going to get weird. That does not mean NC State's going to win. It means it's going to be weird. It's going to get weird. Agreed. But you know who has also somehow found their way to win most of those CW games. They are undefeated <laughs> on the CW. No. State, yes. <laughs> I am aware. Also, how does NC State keep ending up on the CW? Like, is that a contract specifically for them? I think they no. just love Dave Doran. At this point, that, that has to be the answer, right? Dude, just... get Dave Doran in the Arrowverse, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. We got right. one. <laughs> Next up, Pitt at Syracuse. Uh, last I saw Syracuse play, they were without their main guy, a quarterback, and the backup threw four interceptions. This time, I'm hoping that either Garrett Schrader actually plays or the backup doesn't <laughs> throw four interceptions. Either one of those scenarios, Syracuse should win this game is what I'm betting on. And they're at home. I'm going with the Orange. Let's go. I got to know why you want to go with Pitt. They're a a weird team this year. They lose all the games they should should win, and they've won the two games they absolutely should have not won, uh, to include beating Louisville. Um. I'm going to take Pitt, obviously. 
because I don't know how to predict them, and I don't think this game is as solid. I don't think Syracuse is that much better uh, that it warranted a clean slate pick here. Fair. I mean, their other win is against Wofford. I don't know if we can really call that a game Pitt shouldn't have won. <laughs> I, fair I mean, enough. <laughs> I think maybe you could. <laughs> All right, next up here, Miami of Florida up against number four, Florida State in the Florida Cup game. Now, Can we just Miami, talk about that the game is called the Florida Cup and you still felt the need to clarify that it was Miami, Florida and not Miami of Ohio? <laughs> I will do that every time we talk about a Miami. It is baked into my nature as a former resident of the great state of Ohio. Uh, Miami, Ohio and Miami, Florida need to be separated by the two-letter distinction every time. All the As time. Bowling for Soup once said, there's nothing wrong with Ohio except for the snow and the rain. Well, that is why we have so many astronauts and presidents. Something about being born in Ohio just makes you want to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all picking Florida State in this one. <laughs> uh, there is still an outside shot that Jordan Travis could be in the Heisman conversation. Feels like he isn't getting talked about too much as of late, but with some huge games down the stretch of the season, he very well could find himself with an invitation to New York or wherever the Heisman ceremony is anymore. Who even knows? I uh, feel like it's probably still New York. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I, I, I think, too, I – I don't think Mike Norville is going to let them lose this game. I don't think Mike Norville is going to let Florida State lose all year. I think he is the X factor on this team, and it's it's really beautiful to see just how well coached they are and what they've been able to accomplish this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tuck had to drop off, but he also picked Florida State. I'm sure he agreed with every one of the words that you said, Bug, without any arguments at all, because that's how Tug works every time. 100%. He's he's <laughs> – all about agreeing <laughs> with everything I say. Moving on. That's the best part about having Tug on the show is that he always agrees with everything Bug says word for word. I heard <laughs> yeah. you guys all I talk shit. <laughs> so moving on, before you can add anything, we're going to go to the next slide of rivalry matchups here. <laughs> Number seven, Texas at TCU. We are all picking the Longhorns. Quinn Ewers is back. Yeah, there Which, it is. Um, uh, better better than Malik Murphy. TCU dropped a game to Texas Tech that, while Texas Tech certainly outperformed them, that it shouldn't have been a game for Texas Tech to win. TCU lost way too much, and it's becoming more and more apparent just how much they lost and how different this team is this year. TCU's defense is not good. Texas's offense is very good. There's the game. Interesting analysis. We'll see how that plays out. Next up, Florida <laughs> at number 19 LSU. <laughs> we are all taking the high-powered offense and low-powered defense of LSU against the low-powered everything of the Florida Gators. Look, Florida can't play against the SEC West this year confirmed, so I'm going to take the SEC West team. Florida refuses to play most weeks. They happen to stumble into five wins. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they almost stumbled into six, but you know, there were there was a, another SEC team that we all love on the show that said no. The the Virginia Cavaliers did not throw an interception in the red zone. They wow. did though by running the football. That is insane. I've never heard of such a thing. Can you explain the concept to me? No. How would you possibly run with a ball in your hands? My goodness. <laughs> Next up. Another dual trophy. Another Tobacco Road game this week. And we also have the victory bell up for grabs. Duke at number 24, North Carolina. We are all picking the Tar Heels because I forced Tug to pick the Tar Heels. Yes, we did. We did bully Tug into taking the Tar Heels. You'll Look, see why as I, we continue. I, I really do like the way Duke matches up here. I also see the path for North Carolina if they come out and play their game uh, and don't play like they did against Virginia. It's that simple. Uh, if you play any better than that, they have a good chance of winning this game. That is a pretty good strategy. Play better than you did the time that you lost. I love that. Against a winless team. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. Good. Next up. <laughs> I'll put that Res- right next to pass the puck before you get hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> that pissed me off that night. That was... <laughs> Oof. Fresno State at San Jose State. The Battle for the Valley Cup. 8.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network. The Bulldogs at the Spartans. We are all taking the Fresno State Bulldogs, which is a little bit scary to me, I got to say. I actually do like San Jose's offense, and I have for a couple of years now. What the coaching staff down there has done has been incredible. San Jose State has never been worth anything, and now all of a sudden they're always in contention for a bowl game at least. But Fresno State just feels kind of unstoppable in that division. I know it's not divisions anymore in the Mountain West, but they used to be division foes, and I still yep. consider them like that. So They're well, very think, familiar opponents. Yeah, I think two that's, years that's, ago, that's the correct way to say that. I think two years ago, too, we might have all gone the opposite direction with this, too, right? I mean, yes. I think that's that's a fair, yeah. correct. A fair thing to make. That and, and Fresno State's always been a team that hangs around and has a fairly good team they do have a season like this every five or so years where they're pretty fucking unbeatable, and this just happens to be one of those years. Yeah, I I think it's pretty it, – it would not make sense for any of us to take San Jose State even with some of the positives on their team right now. And last but not least for the rivalry matchups of the weekend, we have to talk about Air Force. That was Tug's favorite thing after last week. But Don't Air Force is back. fumble the ball. That is the that is the key to victory. Usually you have here's, three of them. Here's There's the one. best part. I'm still here's, salty. Yes. Here, well, yeah, that's amazing. The yeah. second best part is that none of us are going to be able to watch it because it's on Spectrum pay-per-view. If you know a way right. to watch it, please put it in the comments. Message us on Discord See, something. That, all of a sudden, we all start pulling up CFB streams. Yeah, we're going to – I mean, yeah, that's probably what's going to end up happening. It but, has to. And this is 11 p.m. Eastern, just for everybody to be uh, be sure yeah. on that one. Not 11 a.m. That's why it's at the bottom here. That would be like yeah. a 5 a.m. game in Hawaii. That'd be brutal. I wouldn't put it past them. Hawaii is insane. 
Jesus. <laughs> but that does right. mean we are at the end of all of our rivalries because we at least it wasn't eleven fifty nine. That was pretty funny when they did that two weeks ago. Right. Uh, it has to be played on Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Fine, eleven fifty nine. You son <laughs> yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, it's uh it's time to pick my games and what games I'm taking a look at. And I'm starting off with three and six Temple taking on four and five USF. You can catch this game at noon Eastern on ESPN plus we're all going with the bulls, but the reason I want to watch this one, one, I love Kurt Warner and his son EJ is playing as quarterback for the temple owls and Byron Brown impressed the hell out of me. Uh, Quentin flowers. If you're out there, if, if you're watching and you want to come back on the show and talk about the guy that very well might take your spot as best quarterback at USF and USF bulls history. I'd love to talk to you about it because watching him really reminded me of how Quentin flowers played and this USF team. I, it's easy to see why they almost beat Alabama and I'm going to be completely honest. They're going to be a very, very scary football team next year and for the next two or three years. I look at this and for me, you got two teams. One is about to be eliminated from uh, bowl eligibility. If they lose one is fighting for one's fighting to continue to go to a bowl game. Here's my thing. When I look at USF, that looks like a bowl team this year, a low level bowl, but they look like a bowl team. This is the, their chance to come out and prove it. And I think they do. They get to five and five. Uh, So I'm take, I'm gonna take the bulls here. The Bulls to go to a bowl. Yep. Nice. That was bowl, so how dare you say low-level bowl games? There's no such thing. All bowl games are great. All bowl games are created equal. Some are just more <laughs> equal than others. Next up. Exactly. We have Tennessee State <laughs> taking on Eastern Illinois, a battle of six and three teams, 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus for this one as well. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I feel like it's going to be a pretty, pretty close game. And if either of these teams wants a shot at going to the playoffs at the FCS level, they have to get a win here. This mm-hmm. is a massive game for both teams. And this this is going to be the – this will be probably the statement game for both of them to be able to put a feather in and pin it and say, this is the game you need to look at. This is why we deserve to be in the playoffs. So, for me, uh, this comes down to very much the same reason why I took Central Michigan. So, for you, Bug, this – this looks pretty good for you. I think I've worn out all my magic this year taking uh, Eastern Illinois. I can't keep putting the money into that pony. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to put my money on, on a different pony right now. On Damn, a tiger. Last time, last time you used that logic, you lost. I know. I really wish I took Eastern Illinois now. <laughs> but I took Tennessee State. Uh, I just – I love Eddie George. That's all I have. Literally the only reason I took this Tennessee State team it's this week. a good week, reason. I actually – do think that Eastern Illinois has looked better most of this season than what Tennessee State has done. Uh, the offense is surprisingly effective. And for Eastern Illinois, that is, and they're at home. So that does scare me. I purely took Tennessee State out of kind of rooting for them because of Eddie George. And uh, before we get going, just, to, you know, Talk about Division Two football a little bit more. Tyson Bajan is outperforming Bryce Young uh, through the first half. Anyway, uh, last but not least, 
we have Oklahoma State taking on UCF. UCF, who got their first conference win against fellow uh, new member Cincinnati last week. Uh, UCF took Oklahoma to the brink, and it should come mm-hmm. as no surprise to everybody that Oklahoma has dropped two straight after that one. Uh, and Oklahoma State's coming off a big win in the last ever allegedly Bedlam matchup. Uh, it's going to be a lot of emotional, a lot of emotions, and a lot of emotional uh, letdown for these te- two teams. But I can't take UCF uh, for contract reasons, so I'm going with the Pokes. And I would love to see the Cowboys pull this one out and really start messing things up in the Big 12 this year. You know, the last time you used that logic, uh, quite literally last week about a team beating Oklahoma and then having an emotional letdown, it didn't really pan out uh, with Kansas. I don't really foresee that happening. Oklahoma State, I don't is, either. A, Oklahoma State is a better team all around than, than UCF. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Here is my exact reasoning for this pick. Hear me out. This is some WWE-level math, all right? Steiner math? Yes. (laughs) If we compare UCF to Oklahoma, apparently Oklahoma's two points better. If we compare Oklahoma State to Oklahoma, apparently Oklahoma State's three points better. That's five points. You know what beats five points? A random-ass touchdown, which UCF always seems to be good for every game this year is one random-ass touchdown that they didn't deserve. So I'm picking the Knights to get that random-ass touchdown (laughs) and win by two. If they win by two, I call double points. (laughs) Calling his shot. So if if UCF loses, is it double negative? No. <laughs> Can you triple stamp a double stamp? I don't know what that means in this context. <laughs> and the best part is he's been here for the whole context. <laughs> Here's the other thing that's messing me up right now. Uh, Virginia caught an interception instead of throwing one, and now it's 14 all. Correct. What the fuck? And they just got a sack. I only have one of those. Something, How do they have multiple? Some Something about this Virginia team going on the road and playing top 11 opponents is just unreal right now. I am not a fan of the Cavaliers. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, now, for my games of the weekend, starting us off in the Patriot League, Fordham at number 25, Lafayette. Lafayette has been a pleasant surprise outperforming what most people expected from them, including us here, the big dudes in the trenches and Fordham has, it took a couple of weeks for them to catch on with a new quarterback, uh, a couple of new pieces on defense at key positions, but they really seem to have put it together as of late. I am going with the more traditional Patriot league power here in Fordham, even though Lafayette has been a fun story and it really wouldn't surprise me if the home team can pull this out. I get where you're coming from, Tug. Well, just look at that. Look at that logo. It looks like a preschooler drew it. I'm down with it. That is a very detailed and photographically accurate leopard. <laughs> I am I'm with you though, Doug, honestly. This is 
Fordham's hit their stride. They've been the team that we thought projected and hoped they would have been to start the season. Uh, they've finally become that team, and I, that makes them more appealing to me at this time for sure. Next up, homecoming for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. They are playing New Mexico State in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I am going with How come you went with the quarterback? Like, Why didn't you go with the lineman? lineman. Oh, you had the lineman. I only found a PNG of the quarterback, and he's cute as hell. So, (laughs) fair. You're not wrong. (laughs) I... I did also think of the bug strategy of taking a game who I that I knew what y'all were going to going to pick. At least I knew what bug was going to take in this game. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> I've also had this game circled for basically the entire season. Looking forward to this one. I wanted to take it anyway. New Mexico State has been an incredible story. This is the first year they have been. The first time they've been bowl eligible in back-to-back seasons since the 1960s. Jerry Kill is doing things almost unprecedented in New Mexico State history. Uh, He's clearing all kinds of contract bonuses, which if you're in the Discord, you saw how laughably low those bonuses are. But (laughs) Because of how bad this fucking program's been. And that that speaks volumes for what Jerry Kill has brought to the table and what he's been able to do for this program. I can't I can't say enough positive about what he's done and what he, who he is as a man. I am so happy for him. But here's my other thinking with this and why I'm taking Western Kentucky. This is homecoming. It is in Western Kentucky's stadium, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. They are fighting for bowl eligibility still. Mexico State just cleared that hurdle. Western Kentucky needs this game very badly. I expect them to be all firing on all cylinders here, and I'm rooting hard for the tops. Not, I hate it, I but I don't it. blame you. And next up, all these games are on ESPN Plus, by the way. Crazy. Uh, but next up for me is UC Davis at Idaho State. I finally get to pick Idaho State in a real matchup that they're actually playing in. Here's the other crazy part. This is father versus son. Uh, I believe his name is Don Hawkins. It's either Don or Dan. I legitimately don't remember what vowel it is at the moment. Either way, he's the head coach at UC Davis. He was the head coach at Colorado when his son Cody Hawkins was the quarterback at Colorado. Now Cody Hawkins is the head coach at Idaho State. Father versus son, very exciting. In a dome, in the big sky. Surprisingly, a legitimate battle in the big sky, like both these yeah. teams don't seem to have great records, but Idaho State's three and three in the big sky. So, like, they're actual players in this league at the moment, even though they're three and six overall. I'm taking the dome team at home, Idaho State, son, bests the father. Can, what a what a storyline game this is. Can I can I derail your your storyline here? Because this this is insane. What just happened in Virginia, Louisville. Third and 27, Virginia runs the ball. Louisville gets the fumble. Virginia picks it up and scores. That makes no sense. Uh, Louisville forced the fumble. They didn't get the fumble. Virginia picks it up off the turf and scores. That makes more sense. Thank you. Yeah, I I knew it as I said. I was like, wait a minute. Wild play. (laughs) 
Uh, actually, uh, on a sadder note, I think that running back that fumbled the ball is down. He did catch a hit to the head. Uh, yeah, they got the card out there pretty quick. So before Ooh. I start talking negative on that, let's so pivot back to UC Davis, Idaho State. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm picking. Hey, Doug, fuck you and picking UCF. I agree. Thank you, Frog. Thank you for being on my side. Uh, but I'm taking UC Davis <laughs> because they have not let me down recently. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to go with the hot hand here, so to speak. Understandable. Actually, sorry, that comment from Crazy Frog makes me ask a, a very important question to him. He, I need to know if he's watching this game. If he's watching Oklahoma State, UCF, that might change my pick because we have had conversations. And if he watches those games, Oklahoma State loses. It would be a it would be a very you thing to change your pick. Yes, it would. Sure would. All right. <laughs> Getting back to my slide, though, I'm taking a what is a pivotal uh, Mountain West matchup here. Uh, I feel like I always pick the Mountain West, but let's be honest, I'm most familiar with those teams anyway. Uh, as much as I hate them, I'm taking uh, the Junior Pokes, uh, Wyoming, go, traveling to UNLV to take on the Rebels here. Friday night, 1045 Eastern on FS1. Wyoming's coming in six and three. I think they have one or two losses in conference, two losses in conference. Uh, UNLV is seven and two with one loss in conference. This is a massive matchup if both of these teams want to stay in the hunt uh, for the Mountain West Championship game. I'm taking UNLV at home. What they've done with that program has been absolutely fantastic. I've been a little bit slower in the train than you guys have been, uh, but I see the light now uh, and also fuck Wyoming. You just had to be different taking a Friday night game. Uh, it's not against the rules. I can't stop you, but you just had to be different. <laughs> I saw no, the it, game and saw I knew I needed to take that game, yeah. and then I saw that it was not Thursday, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> I don't blame you. No, if this game were in Wyoming, I would be taking the Cowboys. But it's Correct. In that's probably where I'm at. We all, we all would. Yeah. Yeah. This would be completely flipped if it was in Wyoming. Yep. Uh, my second one is my second attempt this year at a Sickos game. I am also taking uh, a pair of winless teams that play in the, the Missouri Valley, but frankly, they might Not have better yeah, They might have better luck in other conferences. This is equivalent. These two teams are the Vanderbilt of the, the Missouri Valley. Just I don't know their academics. Probably not as smart. Um, <laughs> Tug, without looking it up, can you tell me <laughs> what uh, what the 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 mask not the mascot, but the you know the team is for Western Illinois? What they are? I for some reason I vaguely thinking of a tree. I don't know why. No, that's Indiana State is the Sycamores. It says it on their yeah. on their logo. Right. What what is Western Illinois? Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> oh fuck i had seen it earlier too they're not the bulldogs correct they, they are not, not the, bulldogs. the bulldogs correct they're not the bulldogs <laughs> oh it was something funny and stupid too i forget i did look it up but i forget crazy frog is right it is the leather next that's yes it. oh so we're taking yes. the marines here yes. um i mean y'all yeah. are yeah, I, so I've got Western Illinois uh, at Indiana State, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, 0-9 versus 0-9. Somebody has to come out of this game with a win. I'm going to go and take the Leathernecks here. 
Uh, Doug, you're going with the Sycamores. What, what, what you seeing here? I'm seeing a team that has sucked fucking ass all year in Western Illinois against a team who has played extremely close in multiple games this year in just losing efforts. Three-point loss, two-point loss, single touchdown loss for Indiana State this season against some really good Missouri Valley competition. They seem like a legitimate contender in a lot of these games. And they're at home against definitely not the Marine Corps because the Leathernecks are leaving the Missouri Valley and going to the OVC Big South next year because they can't handle the Missouri Valley Conference. They're retreating, unlike the Marine Corps would. Fucking Western Illinois. Can't stand the heat. Get out of the fucking kitchen. The Sycamores are cooking at home this weekend. I know that both teams are winless, but I don't think you understand just how fucking bad Indiana State has been at football for a while. I appreciate that, but I don't think you understand how bad Western Illinois has been at football for a while. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) All right, for my final game, uh, I also can't stay away from the fun belt. Uh, It's been, well, fun this year. Uh, And Appalachian State is one of those teams that is – a wild team to take. You never know what's going to happen when they step on the field. Appalachian State's traveling down to Georgia State. Take on the Panthers here. 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going with Appalachian State. They tend to pull out weird results. The only thing that... The, what would make the weirdest game ever is an Appalachian State game on the CW. Uh, I think that's why it's con- contractually not Ooh. allowed. Um do you imagine App State, <laughs> NC State on the CW? Oh, my God. Jeez. Make that happen. Somebody who has power, make that a thing. The first 400-point game in college football history. <laughs> um, I'm, ta- I'm taking 18 overtimes. <laughs> I'm taking Appalachian State here. I totally understand why you guys are going Georgia State. Uh, these guys are also in the hunt, both of them, mm-hmm. uh, for a Sun Belt Championship berth. Uh, I'm going to take the Mountaineers. Yeah, Georgia State has been the better team this year at home. Uh, And they're at home, I meant to say. Uh, Appalachian State is always competitive. But on the road here, I'm going to trust the Panthers a little bit more. Look, that that stadium, I don't even know what it's called now, Center Park Stadium – that was a good football stadium when it was still Turner Field, and they were, you know, before they fully did the the reconstruction. Yeah. Uh, it was a great atmosphere, and it's only gotten better. Georgia State's having, or uh, at one point, was having the best season in school history, and and still having a very good season uh, right now. So, I, I I'm gonna ride with them here. I, I think that's probably just the the easiest, smartest thing to do. Honorary game of the week before we get to the prospect preview. Uh, I want to shout out Georgia Southern at Marshall, also in the fun belt. The game I will be at this weekend should be very exciting. Two other teams who are in contention, although Marshall's slipping away in the hunt for a a fun belt title game appearance, assuming that JMU doesn't get bowl instated. We'll see. Yeah, here's here's hoping that happens. They they wrote a formal petition. If you want to go read it, go check out our Discord. Link's been scrolling across the bottom. Tug's going to read it out later. 
I will not read the Discord link. It'll be linked in the description below. No, you're gonna you're gonna read the entire JMU letter. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't want me to read. That is true. Next up, <laughs> the prospect preview series, where I take one offensive and one defensive player who have been performing pretty well, in my opinion, at least this season, and deserve a little bit of recognition. Uh, I'm starting off with an offensive lineman from Georgia. Xavier Truss was the highest-rated high school football player in Rhode Island's history, and he went to Georgia and has played four of the five positions across the offensive line and has done so to varying degrees of success. You know what's wild? Admit, Sure. He, f- Go ahead. he fit in the state. I know that is insane. Massive. Six foot seven dude has no business being in Rhode Island. That is. He probably drove literally... a smart car too. So like he was just, you know, he just liked being in tight spaces. So he said, you know what? I'll get a smart car. That's like a Marlin in a can of anchovies. Just does not fit. Luckily, he fits in his uniform pretty nicely. It looks like they got him got him one big enough. I, I also hope so. I love so much that it's the the blacks with the uh, with the dog collar. Yeah, right. My my favorite Georgia uniform. That's the Peach Bowl uniform when they played Cincinnati. Beautiful. And they almost and lost that game. Would not have been they, his fault though. That is correct because that was one of his best seasons. Uh, it appears that he's best on the left side of the offensive line. Uh, other than maybe a couple of hiccups last, last year at left guard, most of this season has been at left guard as well. Trying him out at right tackle didn't seem to go that well. Uh, yeah, six foot seven. I would expect him to play tackle eventually. Just Georgia has enough players around six foot seven that they can fit them wherever on the offensive can line. You, and hope that makes it work. Can you imagine six seven playing like pulling guard just coming down on you? No, no, stop! I'm scared. I don't want even playing. any dudes coming down on me. Woo, so to speak. no, thank you. Yeah, okay, moving on, I guess. No, now we can go back. What I mean, <laughs> what else we want to talk about? What else we want to say? I guess nothing after you said he's coming down on me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Tug, you said that TCU's defense sucks. I would contend that Josh Newton is not a part of that. That's fair. I will grant uh, you is- that. He has been really solid, and this is a little bit of a break in prospect preview policy. He's not considered to be like a day three guy. Right now, he's projected to be potentially second rounder, but he is slow. So I want to see how this technique really plays out on the field, and Texas has a couple of really solid receivers on the outside. If Josh Newton can shut them down, even at a projected 4-6-40, then maybe I'm okay with that. But if it is legitimately a 4-6-40 and he can't, for some reason, disrupt the passes anyway, well, then that becomes not a second-round guy very quickly. So his stats are great. I just want to see him actually play. I And I, I have watched a TCU game already this season, but I haven't like honed in on Josh Newton. So I want to... 
want to focus on this guy and really check out his abilities. I'll tell you what I like when I'm looking at this. Um, it looks weird this year because his completion percentage allowed has gone up uh, mm-hmm. from last year, but he is well under pace uh, right. and under touchdowns for uh, his pre- all his previous years. So what, what, what does that mean? Uh, it means he's not necessarily attacking the ball as much. He's keeping the play in front of him, and he's allowing the catches, but he's getting the tackle, keeping the play small. That's absolutely huge in the maturity of a cornerback. So it does mean that, and I agree with that assessment. But also, if you look at his tackle numbers, they're also like a little bit down. Yeah, so I he's not being he's targeted not getting, as much. He's not getting targeted as much, which is another really good sign for a corner. Yep. But with Quinn Ewers back with the receiving talent that Texas has, I expect they're going to attack whoever's out there anyway. doesn't matter who you are. could be fucking Marshawn Lattimore I- and – I don't know, Jair Alexander, and they probably still try to throw it deep. So I I tell you what though. Normally when you have a cornerback like this, you put him on the number one, you say, Hey, stay on him. I'm not putting a guy with projected four six feet on Xavier Worthy. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's that's, that's where you that's... say, Hey, go play safety for a game and help me over the top. We're gonna give you a twenty yard head start. This is also his second year at TCU. Spent his first couple of years at Louisiana Monroe. He's only gotten better with better competition. So excited to see what he can do this weekend against potentially the best competition he's ever played against. Fair. But with that, that does it, man. I'm I'm all out of random bullshit to say. He wasted it all at the beginning. Wow, what a great I, podcast. I'm lying, by the way. I could think of way more, but I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> All right. Well, before Bug gives us his dad joke of the week, let me read some links off. Uh, we have, as always, our Patreon.com slash BT Football, X.com slash BT Football, Facebook.com slash BT Football, Instagram.com slash BDT underscore football. I didn't forget it this time. Twitch.tv slash Big Dudes in the Trenches, YouTube.com slash at Big Dudes in the Trenches, BDTFootball.com, mailbox at BDTFootball.com. And we, as always, have our Discord in all of these, and that will be linked in the description below. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I wish you would have read the Discord link, but I understand. It's fine. You, you, aren't, you aren't as excited as we are about Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, before I get to my my obligation, my dad joke here, I uh, I got some news today that most people would be upset about. I am not. Uh, and it's a weird, weird place to be. But with that, I do recognize most people would be upset to get the news I got today. So if you... If you have loved ones that you don't get to see very much, hold them close, give them a call, tell them you love them. But that was not the situation for me. So uh, to lighten the mood a little bit, six was afraid of seven because seven ate nine. But who did seven, why did seven eat nine? Because nine was registered six offender. Wow. 
Because you're supposed to eat three squared meals a day. Okay. Wow. My, my answer wow. was more fun. Wow. wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's clearly all the time we have on the show today. But I've pulled Doug off before this gets any worse. Wow. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the purpose.